Hello, this is Emily Gower, your host for your Extraordinary Life podcast, where my heartfelt mission is to inspire you to find your purpose, create the career and the life that you dream of, and truly manifest the extraordinary future that you deserve. Let's dive in and let's start the next episode where I'm going to be helping you to fulfill your soul's calling on earth and mastering the life that you desire. Hello and welcome back. If you are feeling overwhelmed and stressed out right now and you have so much on your plate and have no idea how to get unstuck and out from underneath a huge pile of work and responsibilities, then this episode is for you because we are going to be diving deep into a simple five-step strategy to help you to dissolve your overwhelm and find your flow again. Now, I know that life can be a lot at times. I know that overwhelm happens, and especially if you're trying to create holistic success and fulfillment for yourself, which means that you're looking for results and fulfillment in not just one area, but maybe three or four different areas. So for example, you want to have an amazing career, perhaps an amazing business. You also then want a beautiful endless stream of money that's coming into your life and into your bank account. But you also want to have vitality and health and wellness and also a great relationship and maybe beautiful relationships with your family. And so when you set out to then achieve this and to master your life around the wheel, this then can add to that level of overwhelm as you go through the journey of actually manifesting that and doing what you need to do in order to create that. So this can often give us this experience like, whoa, it is just like way too much. And I have certainly had many, 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 many moments of that uh, where I have felt that it was too much, especially since I opened my business back in 2013. Um, I was a sole trader before that. But when I opened my business, things became even more intense. Um, Definitely financially, there were new responsibilities, but also then there was a whole lot of marketing and then there was hiring team and managing team. And there was a lot more complexity that got added into my life and onto my plate once I did that. And so I know what it's like to feel that there is like not enough Emily to go around or not enough Sarah to go around. And to feel that you really are just, you know, you just have so much on your plate that you're just overwhelmed. And it, and the, the cost of this is that it really does stress us out and it causes us to actually be less productive. I know that some people will say, well, I function really well under a deadline. And you know what? I can relate to that. But I also have a lot of clients that can relate to that. However, you don't want to run your whole life or your work life in that kind of hamster wheel where you're constantly under pressure Your body is not designed to withstand that kind of stress and neither is your brain. And sometimes that's actually going to be limiting you from doing the work that you need to do and having those breakthroughs that are going to change your direction and ultimately put you in a completely different place in your life. So yes, I understand what that, what this can feel like. It is so important that we learn to change this, but also I think that starting to change this and lessening the overwhelm that we feel in our life actually starts by understanding what it was that caused it. And the thing that's important to realize here is that often it's actually us that put ourselves in this position. And I don't say that to like, have you blame yourself, but more to put you in a position of power, because if you led yourself to this spot, then that means you can also lead yourself out of it. So here's what I believe causes overwhelm. And the first one, and this is the biggest one, is that you've committed your energy to too many things. So you have a certain bandwidth of energy time, mental capacity, emotional capacity, and you have said yes to too many things 
or to too many big things at the same time. So you've outwardly committed your outgoing energy into too many things at the same time. Second is that you're then expecting yourself to handle too much. Now, I know we have superwoman or superman syndrome or control freak syndrome. Yeah, I relate to all of that, where we feel like we should be able to handle everything simultaneously and never drop a single baton or ball. Well, that's not necessarily how life works, especially if we are expecting ourselves to handle everything. Sometimes we then load ourselves down so much and put so much pressure on ourselves every day that we end up actually handling nothing at all. So that is the second thing that causes overwhelm. The third thing is that you are then processing too much all at the same time or all at once. And what I mean by that is not necessarily processing the amount that's on your plate from a work perspective or what you're actually are committed to in terms of what you do every day. I'm talking about emotionally because as you go through life and you have you know, stumbling blocks and obstacles and adversities, maybe relationship challenges or challenges in your work, you then are kind of dealing with this on an emotional level as well. And so if your plate is super full and it's overloaded and you're working these massive days and there's not a lot of breathing space, if you add uh, really intense emotions on top of that, you're going to start fraying at the seams and you'll start to crumble. So this also creates that feeling of overwhelm. Sometimes it's not even that we've got too much on our plate from a work perspective or a family perspective. It's more that we haven't actually gotten the time to then process our own feelings. So this can cause overwhelm. And then the fourth reason here that the thing that causes overwhelm is simply not making enough time and space for yourself. The fastest way to start overcoming overwhelm is to reclaim your time and to reclaim some space so that you can take care of yourself and have some of that self care activities. These are so important, but these definitely cause overwhelm. If you have been working for a long period of time, even years without actually giving yourself the time and space you need, this will end up with you facing what I consider to be overwhelm. Now, here's what happens if we don't deal with overwhelm. So if you can imagine right now, okay, on a scale of one to 10 um, and just tune in, you know, how overwhelmed do I feel? Do I feel like it's like a five or are we way up there, like going off the Richter scale at like a nine? How overwhelmed do you feel right now? And then you could actually ask yourself the question, what is this going to look like in three months or six months or even 12 months or gosh, even three weeks if I don't address this right now? And this will get you present to the costs of this. And the biggest one is stress levels. And I've already said this in this episode is that we are not wired to be stressed all of the time. The human body is wired to be stressed for a short period of time when you have to run from a bear <laughs> or when there's a car coming at you and you need to run out of the way. That is a normal stress response. That is healthy. We need that in our life. But we are not wired to be stressed 24 hours a day, to never have a parasympathetic you know, recovery time. We need this. It's so fundamental. And you, so you do start fraying at the seams. You become more brittle. You become more emotional, more volatile. Your nervous system is kind of shot, you know, it's it's too wired. So then you stop sleeping, right? And it's a really um, quite a painful rabbit hole to go down where you end up severely burned out or even like feeling really heavy, like everything's loaded on you or, or feeling stuck or even feeling like your joy has been stripped out of life. And so this is why we need to deal with this now. It's like nip it in the bud. So even the first sign of overwhelm, you can use this five step strategy. So speaking of which, let's dive in. I'm going to show you five very practical steps to start addressing overwhelm. And so you are going to want, if you want to apply this right now, grab a pen and paper for yourself. You could probably do this on a computer if you're 
happen to be listening in on your computer, you could do that. Uh, please don't do this if you're driving, obviously. But if you want to grab a pen and paper, you can follow along. But at the very least, you want to write down these five steps for yourself or make a note or come back and listen again. And step number one, and I absolutely love this step, is you're going to write down absolutely everything that is overwhelming you or contributing to your overwhelm. So this means you're going to look at your life and everything that you're currently committed to and you are going to literally write every single thing down on that piece of paper. So this can be, okay, I'm working on that client project. Um, I'm taking my son to swimming lessons. I'm working on my book. I'm writing this. I'm developing a podcast. I'm also working on marketing funnel. And you let it all out, all right? So the first thing we're going to do is let the steam out of the pot, get it down on paper. And the benefit of this is that not only can we then practically and strategically start to work with what you've put on the page, but it also alleviates that pressure because now it's not all inside your head jumbled around. It's kind of like everything that, that's in your mind goes round and round like it's in a tumble dryer, right? And that's not necessarily helping you. It makes your thinking really fragmented. So getting it down on the page is that first step to reclaiming your flow. So you want to then also understand that when you're writing things down, I'm not just thinking about the things that you're committed to. We're also thinking about anything that's bothering you emotionally. Like maybe you've taken a bit of a hit to your confidence. If that is because of something that maybe happened in a relationship, you want to write that down on the page. I mean, I want you to empty out your empty out your cup, not in, not in the way that you're thinking, but whatever's in your brain space, basically. So anything that's recurring in your mind that's bothering you or causing stress. So write it all down. You have enormous potential but you are still human and it is unrealistic to expect yourself to master everything all at the same time. As I said, we are not wired to do that. So we need to strip everything back. And the first step is to write everything down. This is going to allow you to do a stock take of what you have on your plate. And you may choose to separate everything into two columns. The first column is professional and the second one is personal. So you could go through your professional life, list everything that's on your mind. That might also include financials if you own a business. And then go through the personal area of life, everything that's bothering you. For example, maybe you've got um, a little bit of weight gain or you've got a health problem or there's a friendship that's kind of on, you know, rocky ground at the moment. Anything that's bothering you, just put it into these two columns. This will help you to quantify it and also realize that list is not bigger than you. You are greater than the list. So that is step number one is to write it all down. Now, step number two is to take a step back. This means you put your pen down and you literally walk away from it. I mean, physically walk away from it. The whole purpose of this is to let the dust settle. And I would say that there's a probability that while you've been overwhelmed and loaded, loaded it down, like just overloaded, that you've probably been neglecting your self-care in the process of trying to like juggle so many balls. And so we want you to be able to walk away to now give yourself some breathing space, let your body just start to reset itself. And this is where you'll start to reclaim your energy and find your center. Otherwise, you won't be able to handle that list. And so what I would recommend doing in that space is, and when I say walk away, you could walk away for at least an hour. I would say at least an hour. Um, pardon me. You might also walk away for a whole day. That would probably be closer to my recommendation is come back to it the next day if you can. And then you'll come back fresh and now you'll be able to actually handle the list. So in that time, you might go get a massage do some yoga, do some meditation, let yourself just switch off, have a deep night's sleep, make some time to journal, whatever it is that you need to do that will make you feel more resilient, clearer and stronger to handle what it is that you need to do. So that is the second step is to take a step back and walk away. 
Step number three is now you're going to revisit your list and you're going to identify your top priority. And I mean your top priority, the most important thing in your life right now. And I know when you wrote that list down, it's possible that everything feels urgent, but truly it's not. Some things, everything on that list is important, but maybe not burning urgent. So this is why you want to come back to your list with a fresh mind and review perhaps both of those columns if you're going to use the two columns. So you've got a column of everything that's on your mind professionally, everything that's on your mind personally, and I want you to choose one from each column. And you're answering this question for yourself. What will move my life forward now? And what is the next most important step for me? And pick just one thing from each column. You have to avoid the tendency to try to load everything on yourself. You cannot build Rome in a day. You can't do it all on your own and you certainly can't do it all at once. So this is going to take a little bit of thought, but just picture, you know, in context of where you are at in your life right now is the most important thing that you need to finish this next unit of study in your degree. Is that the burning priority? Great. Then let's choose that. Choose that needs to be your number one priority. Maybe your top personal priority is to get back to the gym and to go and sign up. Maybe it's been recurring through your mind for like weeks or even months that you need to exercise more. Great. Then that's going to be your top priority for personal. But just have a look at your list. You're going to know, trust your intuition. Your rational brain will start to kick in the moment it's all down on paper and go, you know what? Out of everything that's on my plate right now, these two things are actually what matter the most. So choose a top priority, one from personal, one from professional. And then step number four is to say no and let go. So now you're going to come back to your list. Now you've already chosen your priorities and you're going to circle everything and anything on that list that you could simply let go of completely. And I'm going to give you a couple of questions that you can ask to kind of guide this process. The first one is this, is can you get someone else to help you with this? So in this letting go process, is there something that perhaps you've been trying to do that really you could delegate? Right. So is there anything that you could say, oh, you know what, if I just ask this particular friend, I know that they would give me some support with this. So is there anything that you could let go of by getting help from others? What can you remove yourself from? So when you look at this list, is there anything that you're really engaged in energetically that's taking time and energy that is not a burning priority that actually, you know, you know what, it's time to gracefully withdraw myself. So is there anything you can remove yourself from? Which commitments could you reschedule, which means push them back through time or even just say no to? And then ask yourself even deeper questions like, have I been doing things to try to rescue other people? So what is my motivation for having that particular thing in my life? Am I doing that because I feel like I owe this person something? Why am I really doing what I'm doing? And what does my calendar look like? Can I remove anything from my calendar, from my list and my calendar? So this is where it's so important. We need to do some self-introspection. And you know what, as I'm sharing this with you, I'm reminded of a partner of mine that I had when I was just 17 years old and I'd moved out of home and I was living independently and I had quite an amazing partner. His name is David. And he had a beautiful sign on his wall and it, it stuck with me, stuck with me all these years. It said, where am I going? What am I doing? And why am I doing it? And so every time he would leave his bedroom, he would be reminded of the importance of taking high priority actions and of making sure that what he was doing was benefiting him. And sometimes he would actually turn around and not even leave the house because he realized the thing he was going to do, not really that urgent and not really that important. So this is the kind of filter that we need to learn to have on our own life. Because as we do this, as we say no, 
As we let go of things, as we delegate and get help, we will reach a point where we feel a sense of relief. And this is what we're looking for here. This is how we know that we're alleviating overwhelm. Your body will literally relax your whole gut. Everything you will actually relax. You'll take a deep breath or a sigh of relief. This is how you know you've reached that point. This is about being true to yourself first and foremost. Remember, overwhelm happens by trying to do too much at the same time or too much in a very short period of time. And that is what creates stress and friction. So we want to release some of that pressure so you can flow and function again and ultimately function at your best. Now, sometimes I need to remind myself it's okay to push things back through time. It all doesn't have to be done this week. So we need to let go in order to create flow. Now, step number five, lucky number five, is to now that you know your priorities, schedule it into your calendar. I'm a huge fan of time blocking. If you look at my diary, you'll see that I have blocks set out for certain things. So for example, every Friday morning at nine o'clock, we do finances. So my team and I go through finances. So anything we need to address sits inside that appointment. I have recurring meetings and appointments for different programs that I run for client days. Everything is time blocked. It's so organized because it has to be. I can't function without it. So this is where you're going to look at your calendar and you're going to make sure that you have blocked out ample time for those priorities. So using the example from earlier, if you're planning on joining the gym, I want to see a time block in your calendar of when you're going to do that. Otherwise, you're leaving it up to chance. What do they say? Someday is not in the calendar. So this is about now scheduling. And when are you going to work on these? You know, when are we actually going to do this and block the time out? This means that you are doing one thing at a time, because if you're trying to multitask, which is actually impossible, then you are diluting your energy and it will create overwhelm. So do one thing at a time, not five things at once, just one thing per time block. Multitasking really does only hurt you. You know, it's really stressful. So start marking out one hour blocks or maybe a half day block or a full day block in order to get it done. And yeah, you can do, you can go color coding on your calendar if you want. I actually do color code different types of appointments. So my mentoring clients are color coded a different color to my business development, which is different to my speaking and my programs. You see my calendar, it's extremely colorful. That works for my brain, but it helps me to create those time blocks. And then during those times, I stay incredibly focused. I'm staying true to what I need to do, honoring myself and moving forward. So what I want to leave you with as now that we've shared the five steps for you to go through is that a great quote actually from Gary Keller and Gary Keller, I believe is in real estate, but he wrote an amazing book called the one thing, the one thing in his amazing book. It actually, I read it way back in 2015 or 16 made me fall in love with business books. I loved it so much It's a very short read. And he talked about the fact that success is sequential, not simultaneous. Meaning that if you try to do everything all at the same time, you make less progress than if you did few things and concentrated on them really well. In fact, if you focused on the one thing that matters the most and the analogy that he used was all around the domino. And if you knock down the first domino, what happens? It then knocks down up to like hundreds. You could probably organize like thousands of dominoes. And he was talking about how we create momentum. So this is about, you know, this whole episode, this is an opportunity and an invitation for you to change the way that you work, to change the way that you manage your life, to change the way that you manage your career so that you can perform at your best. Like I said, no human being is wired to master everything at the same time. 
So we need to learn how to project manage and project manage our time as well and get organized so that we can experience flow. In fact, when it comes to practicalities and optimizing our productivity and our results and our and our enhancing our experiences of life, I think these are some of the most important skills to learn is how we manage our projects, how we manage our energy and how we manage our time. And that's what these five steps will help you to do. So as a summary for you, the first step is that you're going to write down everything. So step one, write it all down in two columns, professional and personal. Take a step back. That is step number two. Take a step back. Then when you come back to your list, ideally like a day later, you're going to identify your top priority. You're then going to say no and let go of anything else in your list that is creating overwhelm and that is too much for you right now. And then number five is you're going to schedule those priorities in. And that is my five step strategy to handle overwhelm. And remember, I have your back. I'm in your corner. Now it's time for you to do the same work on your side. Make sure that you can function, that you can flow, that you can bring out your gifts. Otherwise, you're robbing yourself and the world of what it is that you're truly capable of. And you and I, we both know you have so much potential inside of you. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, give this five-step strategy a go. Please let me know how it helped. I'd love to hear about your experience with this. And just know that you deserve an extraordinary life and what you're facing right now is just a bump in the road. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life. I can't wait to share even more inspiration with you in our next episode. If you would love even more guidance to help you to create your extraordinary life, then be sure to follow me on other social media platforms, including Instagram and YouTube and of course, Facebook so that I can share with you daily inspiration and tips and wisdom that is going to inspire you to live boldly in pursuit of your purpose. If you type me in as Emily Gower, G-O-W-O-R on any of these platforms, you will find me and I would love to hear from you, even if you have some feedback and let me know which one of your podcast episodes was your favorite. I can't wait to connect with you again soon. See you in our next episode.